Thank you very much. Um, last year and two years ago, we heard after Thanksgiving that uh, the reports from the Aguda Convention that one of the Rabbonim got up and he was uh, speaking about how dangerous the use of the internet is and therefore they came to the conclusion that you're not allowed to use the internet. So we all laughed. Everybody was laughing. What do you mean? The Aguda made uh, guidelines, uh, the Takonas, regarding the Hasanas, how many people you can invite and how many uh, flowers you can have in every table and how many people you can have in the orchestra. And they write in the advertisement in, the, uh, in their magazine, look on the website, Contact uh, the Aguda website and you'll see what all the Takonas says. What, what kind of baloney is this? They're telling us not to use the internet and they themselves are using the internet. So we're all laughing. What do you mean? They're magzim, they're exaggerating about the danger and the solution that they gave is Mishkan's solution. Truth of the matter is that they're not being magzim. I don't know who the speakers were. They were not being magzim. They were not exaggerating about the dangers of the internet. The American government made studies and many psychologists made studies and they pointed out how serious the concern is for, for, forget about religious Jews, how serious the concern it is for a human being, a non-Jew, how dangerous it is to use the internet. Certainly more so, it will be certainly more dangerous for a religious Jew for religious reasons. They point out that uh, many students who are still of student age who get addicted to use of the internet uh, don't do that well in school because of certain issues and uh, adults who get addicted to the internet and it's very easy to become addicted to it uh, sometimes this addiction to the internet wrecks their family We're talking about non-Jewish people wrecks their families and um, they point out that the attention span of uh, children and adults is often limited, is often diminished and reduced because of the fact that they're so used to hopping things so quickly on the internet. Uh, we remember, uh, many of you remember when Rav Salvechik used to give a Yorzeit Russia, on Gimel Shvanta on his father's Yorzeit, he used to give a Russia for four hours long and everybody sat glued to the seat and we would listen for four hours. There were Rabbonim, Rav Salvechik and other Rabbonim years ago, he would give a Shabbos Agorod Russia, they would give a Shabbos Agorod Russia for three, four hours straight and people would sit and concentrate for three, four hours. Today, in Yeshiva, all the Rebbe used to give a Shia for two hours. Today in Yeshiva, the students can't sit for two hours straight. It's impossible to sit for two hours straight. What happened? What's uh, such a miotadurus and smatadurus? The answer is they got so used to watching television when they were young. And on television and on the internet also, things are going so quickly. So they can't concentrate for a long period of time. This is a, this is a serious problem. It's a very serious problem. The psychologist pointed out also that uh, when people get very used to using, the, they get very uh, addicted to using the internet, they use it awful, an awful a lot, awfully more than they should. Uh, this diminishes their ability to interact socially with other people. They get so used to sitting all by themselves and, and talking to themselves and using the internet, they, to a certain extent, they use their ability, they lose their ability to interact uh, with other people. One of the many issues, one of the many problems that comes up is the issue of pornography, which is a problem not only for youngsters, it's a problem for adults as well. Uh, people think that uh, this only applies to non-religious people. Adults who are religious, what kind of a hashash is there? It's not true. 
Um, I know of a specific case. Uh, I'm not a practicing rabbi. Yes, a practicing rabbi. I'll tell you, no, of many cases. I, not being a practicing rabbi, know of one particular case where the husband learned, didn't learn in a yeshiva, learned in a holy yeshiva, in a black yeshiva, and he got so addicted to the pornography on the internet, he became so meshuggah, he insisted that his wife sh- should go with him to bars and dress up like the prutzes that he, uh, that he uh, saw on the, on the internet. And she should be mezana with someone else. And she had no choice. She wanted to save her family. And she was a bas tamal chachem. He convinced his wife she should be mezana with someone else. And, and that the memela that wrecked the whole marriage. Azayim shugidman became crazy. Mamish addicted. Um, people think that there's no... Many years ago, Dr. Tversky used to say that people think that alcoholism and drug abuse doesn't exist in the, in the religious... Uh, uh, families. So he pointed out that it's just not true. Everybody has a Yetzirah. And there is a problem of alcoholism. Those were the two issues that he used to work with. Alcoholism and drug abuse. He said that the problem exists, perhaps a little less, but it does exist by the religious Jews as well. So this addiction to the pornography for adults applies even to religious people. Fakert, the Gemara says that by Talmud Chachamim, the Yetzirah is even greater than the, by non-Talmud Chachamim. The Gemara tells a story about the uh, uh, we were just talking the other day in another setting about the uh, platonic relationship between single, a single boy and a single girl. So the Gemara talks about this. The Gemara says that Abai once heard a boy and a girl who were about to go on a trip. They were going to walk together to a long distance. So he was afraid they were certainly going to sin. He imagined that if he would be walking such a long distance with a single girl, he would certainly sin. There was nobody else on the highway. So he wanted to prevent them from sinning. So he walked a little bit behind them. And the boy and the girl who were not married to each other, were just walking friendly like, they didn't sin the whole distance, a long distance, and then when they came to a certain point, so they said to each other, the walk was very pleasant, and we enjoyed each other's company, now we have to part, one has to go to the right, the other one has to go to the left, and they didn't sin at all. And Abai says, wow, if I would have been there, I would, if I would have been the one, I certainly would have sinned. So the Gemara says, how could it be that the Balabatim could control themselves, and Abai thinks that he wouldn't be able to control himself from sinning? So the Gemara says that, Kala Gadol Mechaveri, so we make a mistake that we think we're religious people what shaykh even if I'll watch this on, on, on the internet how can it be that I'll become addicted yes one who's a greater Tamachochem has a bigger hashash sakhan in fact the post can point out that um, the girls have to dress up nicely not only when they want to land a husband when they're going out on dates the women have to dress up nicely after they're married also to make sure that the husbands don't develop an interest in someone else. And the Gemara points out that the nation's Tamachachim has to be more medactic than the nation's Tamachachim because the Tamachachim have a big Yetzirah than other people. So they have, you have to be concerned about the Tamachachim more than the non-Tamachachim. So the Eishas Tamachachim has a strong, a greater obligation to dress up nicely to make sure that her husband doesn't sin. So here also we shouldn't make a mistake to think that this Chashash doesn't apply to us because we are medactic and the mitzvahs is just not so. We just read yesterday in the Parshas HaShavua the way Yosef was in a situation <coughs> Mitzrayim was known as a country where there was a lot of promiscuity. 
And Yosef was in a situation where there's a woman pressuring him every single day to sin with him. And he was about to sin. He was prepared to sin. And then the Medrash interprets the Pshat and the Pasuk. That he visualized, he imagined as if he saw the image of his father. And the father gave him Musa, and the father gave him Tochacha. You know that there's going to be a Kangadal, he's going to wear a Choshen with all the twelve stones. And each one of the names of each one of the Shvatim is going to be engraved on each one of the twelve stones. And if you'll sin, you'll lose the opportunity to have your name engraved on the stone. What does this mean? So I think what it means is perhaps the following. That we have in the same Perak and Tehillim two contradictory themes expressed. Both the Godless Adam and the Shifless Adam. The Pasuk says, V'adchasreh miat miyakim that God created man He's only one notch below God Himself Man is, has tremendous potential And then the very next passage says Who is man? Man is nothing So the different <coughs> Muslim movements in Europe Used to emphasize The different aspects of that uh, Of that passage <coughs> Some in their Musa, let's say in the Vardic, they used to always, those who remember the Mashgir and the Yeshiva Rab Lesson, uh, was from uh, Slabotka. So in Slabotka, they used to emphasize always the godless Sodom. And in the Vardic, they always used to emphasize the Shifla Sodom. So Rab Salvechik pointed out in his uh, Isha Halacha that there was great opposition to the Muslim movement in the beginning because, in a certain sense, they were exaggerating. This school of thought was emphasizing the godless Sodom and ignoring totally the Shifla Sodom. And the other school of thought was was emphasizing the Shifla Sodom, totally ignoring the Gadla Sodom. And then when uh, Rabbi Rucham Levavitz was giving his Musa Shmus in the Miri Yeshiva, so he didn't emphasize one over the other. He gave a full presentation of Hashkofa Satera, and he gave both uh, both sides of the coin. So by that time, when the, when the Musa, the style of Musa changed, and no one was exaggerating, no one was emphasizing one aspect over the other, so then there was no longer Machlekes about the Musa movement. Everybody, uh, today, everybody Everybody agrees that there's a value to Musa. Musa just means Hashkafa Satur, and not emphasizing one, one aspect over the other. So I think over here, we have a principle of, uh, of Kavar Abriyas. We have the mitzvah of Kavar Abriyas. I think more than that from the Pasuk of Lo Yitama. You have an obligation. The Koyin is not permitted to be Mitamil Amesim unless it's one of the seven Kroyfim. So the Pasuk says if the Koyin's sister dies, Lo Yitama, the more presents a Machlaik as whether Lo Yitama means the Koyin is permitted to participate in the funeral or he's obligated to participate. So Rabbi Shmuel says Lo Yitama is a Rishus. He's permitted to participate in the funeral. We pass like Rabbi Akiva. Lo Yitama, he's obligated to participate in the funeral, and that, that chiyuv, that is the mitzvah of Kavar Abriyas. The Kavar Abriyas is because of the godless Sodom. On the one hand, the godless Sodom. Or, uh, <clears throat> and at the same time, you have to be concerned about the Shifla Sodom. You have to have a balance of both together. The Gemara says in, in the second parak in Brochus that if a person is in the middle of reciting Kriyashma and someone else uh, greets him, so sometimes he's permitted and obligated to answer him. You have different haterim. So Tesis quotes from the Talmud Yerushalmi. How did the Tanoim know this idea that you're permitted to talk in the middle of Kriyashma? You're permitted and obligated to answer the one who's greeting you? So Tesis has learned out from the Pasuk, you should recite Kriyashma. 
Masecha, you should be Sakriyashma. And the Torah Shemalpeh has an additional level of interpretation which we accept both Pshat and Midibar Tabam. You should talk in the middle of Kriyashma. Yemuchiv to be Mafsik in the middle of Kriyashma. Hayy Tochen, Yemuchiv to be Mafsik in the middle of Kriyashma. Yeah, it goes on Kabbat Abriyas. If someone else comes and greets you, someone else comes in, sometimes even if he doesn't greet you, according to the Samtanan, Bein Aprokim, so Yemuchiv to be Shalom Epnei Ayira, Ameshim in Akabin and Son. And at the same time, even though we say Bidibar Tabam, you have to be Mafsik in the middle of Kriyashma Mepnei Kabbat Abriyas. So the, the Bavli Tesis interprets the Bavli, the Gemara and Yuma, the Apiyotes says, Vidibarta Bam Veloi Betfilo. What does that mean? So Tesis says, the Bavli is assuming like the Rishalmi also. Vidibarta Bam is the mocker for being Mafsik in the middle of Kriyashma. You have to be Mafsik. And we say, Vidibarta Bam Veloi Betfilo. Kabbat Abriyas is very important. It's even so important, you're obligated to be Mafsik in the middle of Kriyashma, Mishum Kabbat Abriyas, because the man is created with Zalem Lakim, he has such Hashiva Saadam. But at the same time, we shouldn't forget the other half of the coin. That sometimes we have to emphasize the shiflu sodom. So we say the bar to bumble a bit feel. Middle of shmanes, we're not allowed to be mapsik at all. They're both emes. There's shiflu sodom and godless sodom, and we shouldn't emphasize one over the other. So I think what the Chazal is saying over here, with respect to the. Uh, Yosef Atzarik was about to sin and then he has the image of his father comes before him what does that mean? he realizes I'm a son of Yankov Avinu I'm a descendant from Avram and Yitzhak and Yankov Dom so I'm an important person and then what does his father tell him about the potential that he has you know that you are like the, you have the potential like the other Shvatim to have your name engraved in the Choshen you can become a very great Tzadik and if you will sin you lose that opportunity we all have tremendous potential so I think the Chachamim are telling us if you're trying to encourage a person not to sin so it's more important to emphasize the godless Sodom than the Shifla Sodom I remember when I was a little boy so my mother always used to try to encourage me to act properly so she used to tell me my father passed away my father's name is Melach so she'd tell me your father's name is Melach he's a king and my sister's name is Sarah and your sister's name is Sarah she's a princess so you're a prince my name is not uh, Sarah but he said you're a prince so you have to act like a prince like noblesse oblige when a person is royalty so you have to act accordingly so the Chachamim have such a statement the Gemara has in different contexts they call Yisrael B'nei we have to act like like Choshevet people. So to prevent Yosef from sinning, to prevent the persons from sinning, sometimes it's very important to emphasize the godless Adam. Look, look how important you are. You are descended from Avram Yitzchak and Yankiv. You come from Tzadikim. You come from the family of Tzadikim. You have potential to become very great. So some of the students have on their... Uh, computers, um, a picture of different students in yeshiva learn a different shiur, have somebody rabbeim in yeshiva. So a lot of the students put on the picture of their rebbe. So whenever they're not showing anything on the computer, so they always have the picture of their rebbe. So I thought it was ridiculous. But after thinking about it a little more, I think maybe it's not so ridiculous. Maybe if they see the Rebbe's picture, they see some people put on the picture of the Chavetz Chaim. So whenever they're not looking at anything, so the Chavetz Chaim is staring them in the face. So maybe that's taka like the Musta Yukta Shalovim, Nira Saloba Halas. It's not such a bad idea. They should see that they're a Talmud of this Rebbe, or they should see the Chavetz Chaim, they have a Shaykh, so they should have a picture of their father, their grandfather, standing in front of them. And they should remind them, you're a Chashiva person from a Chashiva Mishpacha, a descendant from Abraham. If it doesn't make sense for you to sin, we all have to be mechazik ourselves. <coughs> Talking about the adults, the adults have to be mechazik themselves, not to get involved in the in the um, in the dangers of the um, of the internet.
The Basit says, when Yosef was about to sin, so the Rashi quotes from the Gemara and Soita that there are two opinions in the Amorim how to understand the story whether Malachta means Malachta Mamish he was innocent he wasn't planning to sin or no he went home planning to sin with the woman he knew there was no one else there it says there was nobody there when there's no one there so the, so the person has more of a chance when he's all alone he can think more of sinning we're embarrassed to do sin we're embarrassed to sin in public when other people are watching. The Imam Brachas tells that when one of the Tanoim passed away, so the students asked them for a blessing, so they gave them a bracha. They should have They should fear God, they should fear heaven like they're afraid uh, to do sins in the presence of other people. So the Talmudim asked, that's all, only So he said, Halavai, you should have when other people are around, we're embarrassed to sin. When no one's around, we're, we're not embarrassed to sin. So that's what the Tana said. Halavai, we should have my Rosh So the Pasuk says, according to one of the opinions of the Gemara, Yosef HaTzai saw there's nobody around. So he was prepared to sin. So preventing him was the fact that he saw the father. So the suggestion was made. Some of the experts in the field point out the suggestion is made that perhaps we should all see to it that we should have our... Um, Computer, when we have, when we use the internet, we should have it in a public uh, location rather than have it in a private study or in a bedroom where I can be watching the internet. No one's going to know what I'm doing, so I can be sinning. A person will be able to sin. So if you have the the computer in a public location, in the, in the living room, in the dining room, uh, so then uh, that'll help a little bit at least that, uh, to deter the person from sinning. Um, it's not going to help if I'm going to do this in my home. So my children, I'll use the internet always uh, when people are watching. And the children will use it when everybody's watching. So the children know not to watch something that the parents will be upset about. We have to make up with all of the parents in the community, with all the parents that, uh, that our children may possibly visit, that they should do the same as well. Uh, otherwise, what is going to help that the, the children when they're home will not be able to watch the internet in their private bedrooms, but then they're going to go to their friend's home for Shabbos or to do some homework in the evenings. And, and their friend's home, they have the internet in the bedroom, so then they'll watch over there. We have this all the time in the yeshivim. A student who went to a modern orthodox elementary school, modern orthodox high school, and then he comes to yeshiva college, he, he pulls through most of the time. A, a student who came from a from a high school, not a modern orthodox, and it was so restricted and they couldn't move a step without the principal knowing uh, they had no freedom. Then he comes to yeshiva. Yeshiva called Mamash, a free world. So they go out of the kalim. They, they don't know how to deal with the freedom. They, get, they, they go wild. They go mishuga. It's very unfortunate. It's the same over here. A lot of times if you have Parents are very restrictive of the, uh, regarding their children. They don't let them watch uh, TV. They, they have no television at home. But then when the kids go to their friend's home, they're glued to the television. They have freedom. They can do whatever they want. Or if in my home, I'm going to have, I have the computer in the living room, so the children are not going to watch something that they know I would be upset about. When they go to their friend's home, and the parents, we didn't make up with the other parents, so the other parents are going to let the kids use the internet in their, in their private bedroom. So my kids are going to go wild, even if the other kids will not be wild. My kids are going to go wild when a child sees freedom. They're too young to, to know how to deal with the freedom. So we have to make up with all the other parents as well. The problems on the internet for the children and for the adults are not only regarding the um, pornography and the open prostitution that, uh, that they solicit there. Yet many people get so addicted 
to the games that they have. Innocent, clean games. The people in offices are, are not doing their work in the offices. They just keep on playing one game and another game and another game and another game. They waste absolute Beatles month. Forget about Beatles terror. Consider it from the sense of a non-Jew. Absolute Ibudsman, wasting so much time. They become addicted to playing games. It's a serious, uh, it's a very serious problem. You have another issue on, on the internet. There's an awful lot of Lashon Hara around. Uh, you can find out the dirt about everybody. So sometimes it's important to know Lashon Hara. I, I don't want uh, my children to marry someone whose father was sitting in prison for his good to my son So some of the Lashon Hara we have to know. But that you don't have to watch the internet for that. That uh, We'll speak to our friends and our neighbors and we'll already hear enough uh, dirt. about The dirt that we have to know we'll hear already. But they have so much Lashon Hara and so much Hatsua Shemra. Lashon Hara is a halbatsa. They have stories that Mamish Lahoyval and Nivra. They had a, a picture of one of the rabbis in the yeshiva. He's molesting girls. And it turns out the whole thing was a toys. They meant someone else who doesn't even live in America. They meant someone who lives in Eretzisov with a similar name. So they picked on one of the tzaddikim in our yeshiva. They put his picture on and they attacked him. Mamshak So this is... Um, a big problem when you use uh, when you use the internet. There are a lot of people who are depressed about different things. Everybody falls into a state of depression sometimes. You have a bad day. Someone died in their family. There's always something to be depressed about. Uh, everybody has a little mishigas once in a while. So you get over the mishigas. But if you're going to watch the internet, they have hundreds of people who are suicidal. And they all join together and they have their website. So a person has a psahavamina of committing suicide. You click on that website, you can join together with hundreds of people. So you won't think that I'm not the only Mishugan. Here's a whole group of people. Well, forget about committing suicide, just harming oneself, harming your body, slashing your wrists. So a person has a fleeting thought, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then he forgets about it. But then you join, you look at, you, you click on a website, you have hundreds of people from all over the world. You have a crackpot in China, a crackpot in India, a crackpot in Arizona. There are crackpots all over the world. And they have one website, they're all together. So whereas it would have been a fleeting half I mean, which he would have rejected uh, totally when a person is in a slight state of depression, not nothing clinical, slightly depressed, slightly sad about something. He didn't do well. He didn't have a good day in business. He had a bad week in business. Garnished. So whereas he would have forgotten about it, but then if you, if you start looking on the internet, you can join up with all these lunatics and fall in. It's, a big, it's not a halayim. It's not a guzma that the Rabbana from the Agud invented. This is what, what the government studies indicated and what the psychologists uh, pointed out. You have another issue that happens a lot of time to high school students or to, or to college students. They have, when, when uh, the students have their own websites and, and they uh, communicate with each other, so if one crackpot decides to harass another student, so they get, so if you have the use of the internet, so you have to talk to each person individually. So they, he sends one message to the whole class. They make up, they should harass one student or embarrass or humiliate one student. And this is, this is a common practice. This is a terrible thing. If it's possible that a person should only use the computer in his office, and he doesn't have to use the computer at home, Matov, so what do we have to look for, sir? So we should leave the computer, it's bad enough that they have to use the computer in the office, why do you have to use it at home? If you have no choice, you have to bring the computer home. So then the answer is, you should have the computer in a, in a public 
area in the house to prevent the parents from sinning and to prevent the, the children from sinning. Many parents think that if they put a filter on their, on their uh, internet, so this will prevent the children from looking at the websites which are objectionable. Uh, I was told that you don't even have to be an expert to come to the realization that uh, in 15 minutes an intelligent child who's 10 years old will be able to figure out how to, how to get around the filter and watch whatever he wants. It's not really, parents should realize that it doesn't really solve the problem. Many people have the attitude that they don't want to withhold anything from their children. They feel that they're cheating their children if they don't give them everything that's possible. So a lot of the children, a lot of the parents give their children an iPod to be able to listen to music or to be able to listen to Shurim, whatever. And then they'll buy them the latest iPod that has uh, internet access. So what do you have to look for trouble for? Buy your child, even if you want to buy the child an iPod, I don't understand what the kid needs an iPod for. But I feel into this learning, why don't buy your child an iPod? Don't buy him the iPod with the, with the internet access. What do you have to look for trouble? for or uh, <clears throat> cell phones I don't understand why people have to give the children cell phones but the children should, should always talk on the telephone we just had Rabbi uh, Tversky was explaining that people are talking uh, much more than they have to I think in uh, Midrashim they quote a Medrash that the Rabbanishim created us with two ears and with one mouth we should listen twice as much as we should talk I haven't seen it. The people are listening twice as much as they talk. People are talking uh, much more than they have to. So why do we have to buy a cell phone for our children? No. If your child is a chashash sakana, they're going on the train by themselves. Uh, that the high school child and there's a chashash sakana, they may get stuck. They may okay. So I can understand why in certain cases, if it's a child in elementary school, right around the corner, down the block or something, what does the child need? A, what does the child need a cell phone for? Just to look for trouble. But even if the child does need a cell phone, why does the parent have to purchase a cell phone with, with uh, internet access. Get a plain cell phone. What do you have to look for trouble for? The children are, that's a big problem. The, the teachers and the principals point out it's a major problem. The children are always sending each other messages on, the, uh, on these uh, cell phones. And they don't pay attention in class. And, and they do all kinds of crazy things. Even if you think that a child does need a cell phone, but you shouldn't get him a cell phone, that you can send messages and you can use, uh, you can get the, uh, the internet. Stamets a big mistake. It's very unhealthy that we purchase everything for our children. When we were growing up, our parents couldn't afford it, and they didn't buy us everything. So we appreciated every little thing that they got us. When, when, my, when my mother got me a suit for Pesach every couple of years, I was excited I got a new suit. Now the children get everything, so they don't appreciate anything that the children get, that the parents get them. So we shouldn't feel that we're cheating our children by not giving them everything in creation. You don't have to give them everything. They can lead a wonderful life without all of these uh, marvelous things. The Medrash has a marshal of the parents uh, raising the child, raising the little boy. And then the boy is dressed up beautifully, has a lot of money, and is good looking, and they comb his hair well, and they put him, the Moshevim al Pesach Beis Hazainas, in front of a Beis Hazainas. So the Gemara says, Allah Shemayasa ben Shalayachta, it's not right Lishnevelisitimichshul. To give the children access to the internet totally free without any control at all is a very terrible thing. Mamish, the parents are encouraging the children to sin. 
we have to encourage the parents and the children they should never go surfing we have to be careful they should never go browsing on the internet to see Bukhla what's doing you're going to try to see what's doing you'll absolutely uh, bump into terrible terrible shocking things you have to only use the internet and have your children only use the internet when you have something specific that you're looking for have homework and have to find out about the president of Uganda in 1801 so look up under Uganda 1801 and don't just start surfing to see what's going on or if you want to hear a shear from the Torah web so you click on or why you whatever so you click on specific thing you go for that or you, or you want to see what's the latest news in the Olam Yeshiva so you look on whatever it's called the Yeshiva world so you look on specific websites don't just, don't just look to see what's doing what's going on today if you look what's doing so you'll be horrified to, to find out what's happening We have to be careful to insist that uh, not to allow our children to put their profiles on the internet because you're just inviting trouble. You're just inviting it source from other people. We have to be careful that we ourselves and our children should never chat, should never carry on conversations with people that they don't know. We have all kinds of crazy things happen. There was a, a girl from, I live in Washington, there was a, a girl went to school in Broyers, a classmate of my daughter's. And she married a Balchuva, a very fine fellow, and he started, uh, he started carrying on a, um, a communication with someone over the internet, he didn't know who it was. Uh, and then it turned out that the other fellow was a minister in Islam. And then after half a year, this Balchuva converted to Islam. He lives in Eretz Israel, he forced his wife to convert to Islam. And he doesn't let her run away. So it's uh, Rahmanis. Unbelievable. But we have, that's only a little story that I know. There are many, many stories like that. People carry on communications with others that they don't know. Is Asherek and Apachat what comes out from it? A very strong recommendation that was made by people in this field was that one should install a keyboard logger. So every single hit that you, that you make on the internet will be recorded and will be able to rev- be reviewed later. So if I know that someone, someone else will be able to see there's going to be a record, everyone will be able to see what I was watching on, on TV. So I, I'll be very careful not to watch improper things on TV. So if the parents and the children know that there is a log of everything that, was, uh, that one was watching on the internet, this can serve as a very strong deterrent both for the adults and for the children not to look at improper things. The internet brings the whole world in front of us. You can see what's doing by the Qaslam Aravi. You can see, without traveling to the Qaslam Aravi, you can see what's doing in Meishar. You can see what's doing in Indonesia, in Malaysia, and in China, and in Japan, and in Johannesburg, everything. Would I ever be interested in traveling to Thailand to watch the Abadizar that they have? Even if it wouldn't cost me any money, I wouldn't be interested. Would I ever be interested in traveling to the, the Arab countries to see the Shvi Chazdamim that they do? To see the Gila Arayis? No. That's exactly what you're doing. When you have the internet, you have everything in front of you. You can click on Shiorim, you can click on music, you can click on crazy things, Mishigasen. So a person has to be aware that uh, he, he only has to click on these, these things that make sense. The Pasuk tells us, the concluding Pasuk in Parsha Sacharimos, Shmatem is Mishmarti, so the Gemara says in... Um, in Yivamas and Avchof Aleph, Asu Mishmeris LeMishmarti, Asesi Yaglatara, the first Mishnah in Pirkei Yavis. So many misunderstood. They thought that that pasuk, Asu Mishmeris LeMishmarti, is only speaking to Bezin. That the Rabbanim have to make the, 
the, the Tanoim were instructed by the Torah to make Zeris for everybody. So they made a Zeris. You're not allowed to write with the left hand on Shabbos. Let's see if you get in the right with the right hand. You're not permitted to carry in a Karmelis. Let's see, make a mistake and carry Bishu Sarabim. And so on and so forth. All the, all the various Zeris and the Rabban, all the Zeris and the Harchokas and this Yogim. So the Mesilis Rishon points out that Api Halacha, that's a mistake. Not only what the Chachamim were going to each person, depending on what he does for a living, what field he's in, and what country he lives in, and what century he lives in, has to make Siyogim for herself. I, you'll argue, but how come the Tanoim didn't make that Siyog? If they didn't make it, it's Mutas. And Mesil Shem says, no. Whatever Xeris the Chachamim made, whatever appears in the Mishnahis and the Gemara, that's considered a Doba Hashavah Luchal Nevesh. That applies to everybody across the board in all the generations in every country, whatever he does for a living. But if you are a teacher in a university and you have a specific problem, because you may make, you may fall into a certain Aver that another person who, who's a businessman may not fall into. Another fellow's a businessman, he doesn't have this, he has a different Yetzirah. He has a different possible mirchol that the professor in the university he doesn't have in front of him. So each person, depending on what he does, what his profession is, and where he lives, and, and uh, what century he lives in, has to make zeris for himself to make sure that he doesn't uh, make a mistake, doesn't fall in. So that's why these are very strong. It's not 100% foolproof, but these are very strong recommendations that one should never serve, and one that's a, a real strong recommendation. And one should not just browse, and you should have this uh, to have a lot. Of everything, everything should be biksav, and the, and the internet should always be the the computer should always be in a public location. These are zeros that a person should accept upon himself. David Amelach praise Takodesh Baruch Hu and Tehillim and Sefer Tehillim says Becheni Ben Aseni. He asked the Rebbeinu Shalom, "Give me an Isoy and test me out." So the Gemara points out he asked for an Isoy. The Rebbeinu Shalom gave him an Isoy by Shev and he fell in. So we learned the lesson: rather than learn from our mistakes, it's better to learn from someone else's mistakes. So we pray every day to Rebbeinu Shalom: "Altivieni Loli Dein Isoy." Don't bring me any Isoyness. I'd rather not have any Isoy. There's no mitzvah to look for Isoyness because we can easily fall in. The Gemara comments on the difference between the word leiv and leivov. That when the Malochim came to Avram Avinu, he tells them, V'sadu libchem. Why doesn't he say, V'sadu levavchem? It says in the Kriyashma, V'lesesirach ve'levavchem. How come by a human being we call it Levov and by the angels we call it Lev? So the Gemara speaks, uh, this is not to be taken literally, the Pasuk says in that the heart has two sections, the right section and the left section. Okay, we know that that is true. Uh, and uh, we, in literature, we view it as if the heart is the source of uh, emotion, which it probably is not. Okay, so. Uh, uh, the heart of the source of uh, intelligence and feeling, which it probably is not, the mind probably is, but that's in Tanakh, that's in uh, ancient literature, that's the way it was always described. Not literally, not necessarily to be taken literally, figuratively. So the Pasik describes that the heart has a right side and a left side. As if Leiv Chachm Leimil, as if the Yetzirah is on the right side, as if the Yetz, as if the Yetzirah is on the right side, as if the Yetzirah is on the left side. So all human beings have Leiv off. We have a Yetzirah and a Yetzirah. We're pulled in opposite directions. The angels only have one. The angels don't have any Yetzirah. So by them it's called Saladu Libchem. They only have one Leiv. They don't have Leiv off. 
So Dabar HaMelech, there's another passage in Tilim, Dabar HaMelech says, Libi Cholol Bikirbi. He refers to his heart as lave, not levavi. Libi Cholol Bikirbi is if one half of his heart is empty. So the Gemara says, what happened to the heart? He's talking, he only has a Yetzir type. He doesn't have a Yetzir. How did he succeed in removing his whole Yetzir? So the Medrash has an expression, Shaharoga Betainis. He fasted so many Tanais, Mahatnishken Yetzir. Maybe there are some people like that in the world. I'm not one of them, and none of us are. Uh, we all have a Yetzirah. We shouldn't fool ourselves into believing that we're on such a madrega that we don't have a Yetzirah. So we really should be careful to make all of these gzairas for ourselves, and try to make some gzairas for our children, and try to explain, try to convince ourselves to review in our own minds, and to convince our children to review in their minds, that they should always have... They should always realize that they're important people and they should act like, uh, like Hashavah people. Whatever arrogance I have is not because of what my mother told me, that my father is a king and my sister is a princess and I'm a prince, I have to act accordingly. Whatever arrogance I got was on my own. I didn't get it from my mother. That's an important lesson that we have to instill in our children. The Hashiva Sodom, the Shifla Sodom. Will instill also, but the godless Adam, the Hashivas of godless Adam, is very important to deter people from sinning and to explain to our children and to review it in our own minds that we have a tremendous potential and we shouldn't be mechalka that potential. We sometimes laugh. Our group sometimes laughs at the proclamations that are made at the Aguda conventions. Sometimes it's what to laugh about. But this issue that we were laughing about is a very serious issue. The Rabbonim and the Aguda didn't invent the Hashash. The Hashash is brought out by all the psychologists, by all the surveys that the American government made. That's a really, a very serious, a very serious issue. Not only for religious Jews, for non-Jews as well. Thank you very much.